Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. Hello and welcome to the Inventory Professional. We're here with special guest Angelique Matthews, who is a reporting professional working in South Africa in the rental sector. In our podcast, we're going to be discussing the key laws and regulations around renting in South Africa, the importance of property inspections and what the UK can learn from our South African counterparts to provide a fair and transparent process. So welcome, Angelique. Lovely to have you with us. Hi, nice to be here. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Angelique. It's a great pleasure to have you on the podcast. So um, for a benefit of our listeners, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about your background in South Africa and working in the rental housing sector. Yes, lovely. So I started in the, I started my own company just over about 13 years ago. I ran it for about 12 years. And what I found is my company was based on doing property inspections for agencies. Okay. I had a few clients that involved private landlords and tenants as well, but my core base was agencies themselves and what that involved is they would contact us we would get involved and we would actually handle their inspections on their behalf and it was an interesting a very interesting 12 years because we got to know the real depth of how important the inspection was okay so the type of inspections that we would handle is what's commonly known as move out or exit inspections we'd also handle the ingoing which is known as uh, move in inspections and then we'd also handle a very very key inspection which is called interim inspections I've noticed in the years, a lot of the agencies don't all do the interim inspections. And I've got to tell you, it is, it's so important. The communication that that type of inspection brings to both the landlord, the tenant and the agency, it's invaluable what you learn. Because a lot of the agencies, when they send us out to go and do a common interim inspection, they'd find that we're going there just to check the basis. But by the time we get there, the, the faults that are starting for instance, a tap that is dripping. Um, they haven't reported that to the, the agency or the landlords yet. The thing with that is if you land up doing that inspection and you get it when that tap starts dripping, you can start, you can make sure that you're not going to create damages where the cupboards are concerned. Okay. So it's about risk mitigation, isn't it? It's about risk mitigation, is what we do here in the UK. So you've got, and very similar to you, you've got that move in or that check in, you've got that move out or check out, as we call it, and the interim inspections, which are exactly the same. But I totally agree with you that, you know, you've really got to get on top of these issues like now rather than wait for them to become a bigger, bigger, bigger problem, which is more expense, more cost, more time issues in regards to the tenant, for the landlord. And also, I think sometimes that, you know, it can be, um, difficult for the tenant to actually say something maybe they don't feel able to say maybe their relationship with the landlord isn't as great as it could be so by having yourself go in and do that into inspection you act as a bit of a bit of a broker almost you know someone who can you know handle the conversations talk to both parties and kind of bring them together that's exactly the point and what was most exciting about doing those inspections is not only are you finding out what's you know on the the landlord's behalf what's wrong in where maintenance is, is concerned, but even the communication with the agency is concerned. So if the tenant had a small issue, something that they'd like to be sorted out, that communication with them 
go through to the agency and they could then handle it before it became a great problem. And then of course, the most obvious reason why an interim inspection should be done before uh, your, your lease gets renewed is so that the, the landlord and the agency has the opportunity at that moment to see if the property is being well kept. Um, every now and again, we would walk in and there's more than the tenants that are supposed to be staying there or the loudest full with mattresses. And, um, you know, that's an opportunity then to, to allow the agency or the landlord to say, okay, look, we're not going to renew this contract and we can suspect quite a bit of maintenance to be happening afterwards. That is where a lot of agencies and landlords can land up saving money, um, not waiting till the end of the contract or renewing a contract without doing that interim inspection. It's, it's, it's a key part. And a lot of people skip that part. Yeah, they do. And they do exactly the same here in the UK, because it seems not as a necessarily not a necessary step within the rental process. And yet, like you quite rightly say, it's so key to understanding how the property is being managed, if everything is okay, um, if the tenant is, like I said, not over occupying, there isn't other people um, at the property. So we've got similar kind of issues. There seems an inherent kind of problem, you know, not just here in the UK, but South Africa and also more globally as well, you know there's commonality between the issues that we're all kind of picking up during these reports. Correct. And then another report that I'd like to speak about as well is, is the difference between the ingoing and the outgoing report. That's quite easy to manage because if you're doing your ingoing report on the platform, your outgoing report can be compared between the two. But I found with some of my clients, they chose to do their own ingoing report and they'd only utilize that com our company at that stage to do the exit. The problem with that is I found that you're now working on two different platforms. You have someone who's going in and, and checking the report quickly uh, their ingoing or moving report has been done within 10 minutes and by the time it comes to comparing it to the outgoing report or the exit report which is now done through a platform where it takes a little bit longer a few more photos that comparison is is not fairly you can't compare it fairly so comparing and making sure that your comparisons are done on the same template and using the same platform is ultimately the the, the key point so that Has you can is this the reason why they bought the um, the new law that came into effect first of February last year, the Property Practitioners Act? You know, was that one of the reasons that um, this informate that this kind of legislation came into force? What what was the key drivers from that point of view? It, there's two keys that I'd like to discuss where, where the, the act is concerned. And the first one is making sure that they have a fidelity fund certificate. You won't believe how many people are out there um, acting as agents, but they don't have the correct requirements. And unfortunately, the consumer is the one that has that, that lands up with the problems at the end. You know, when they're supposed to be receiving their deposits and their payouts, then there's there's, there's problems. So that the fidelity fund certificate is very important, making sure that they're following the correct legal steps where that's concerned. And then the second one is disclosing all the defects in their entirety. Uh, not picking and choosing what you'd like to have on the report. And that, that goes for both rentals and for the sales market. And it's, it's, it's important. It really is. So they've standardized that report then. So they've actually stipulated what it is. Because at the moment, with certainly within the UK market, um, a lot of it is down to interpretation and what we think as uh, inventory professionals or assessors and practitioners um, that should go in there in regards to health and safety, the schedule condition, the descriptions and conditions. There is some guidance um, a lot of that coming from the deposit schemes, but in the main, there's no actual preset formula. So in South Africa, do you have that? Is there uh, something that actually says you've got to have this, got to have that, and it's got to be done this way and that way? 
unfortunately not it's not uh, from my experience and speaking to the different agencies and they, they everybody they still have their own type of list there's there's no standard and that's that's where i find that we're lacking in the market and that's where i get excited when when people take on property inspect because we can guide them we can help them empower them and make sure that they have the correct requirements where that's concerned but as as a, a government that's not there just we're not there just yet so there's still a lot of self-regulation then, even despite these laws, there are a lot of these companies and uh, people who are using uh, inventory software and property reporting software, like Property Inspect, they are literally uh, go looking at it from a point of view, what they understand from legislation point of view, and then trying to uh, assign a risk management kind of ethos around it in order to help drive the information within the report. So... From the UK perspective, that seems to work quite well. But obviously, with the changes with the uh, Property Practitioners Act, the fact that the consumer doesn't have the um, ability or there may be necessarily the understanding about the legislation, they're still somewhat unaware. So how can you change that? What are you doing um, over in South Africa to, to make that change in regards to their information and their knowledge base? Well, I would I would suggest that that we take it one step further and not only put it on the, the marketing channels or in the in the newspapers as much, but also let it go through to social media. Um, social media is your best way, your fastest way to put information out there. People tenants, consumers, um, even people buying houses are not aware of the, the, the changes in the act. And that's where they get caught and that's where they land up. And, and like you say, where people can still carry on with business as usual because they trust the people that they're working with, but do they know if those people are part of, part of and, and utilizing the act? So for the issues that actually come up and the disputes that come up and arise because of um, either the way the property has been managed or maybe the actual tenancy itself has not been managed so well, what are typically the issues that come up time and time again and how do you resolve them in South Africa? Okay, so I can answer that from, from an inspection point of view, having had dealt with that for so many years. The, the most... The, the, the biggest problems that would come up is naturally you're dealing with your maintenance. So once the inspection is done, the person that's handling the deposit will then compare the exit and the ingoing report. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once the defects are broken down, they would then approach the tenant and they would advise him this is this is what needs to be done. Tenant would have an option to either do the repairs themselves or they can choose to use the contractors that are on hand. The di disputes arise when your ingoing and exit inspection don't talk. And what I mean by that is if the platforms are not the same, if you're not looking at the same type of reports, they can then they can then dispute it because if the photos are not done correctly, if they don't have the proper proof to prove that it was the state. And then the other the other aspect of the of the actual inspections themselves is when the tenants don't join on the exit inspections. It's absolutely vital that they are present. If they are present, they are already aware of what's coming toward what, what's being said in the inspection. But if a tenant does not join in an inspection, and from my own experience, I had plenty of tenants where they said, I, I can't, I can't be there. And I'd suggest them send a representative, have someone that you trust. But if you land up doing that inspection without a tenant, and then they receive their, their disputes, and they just, you're exhausted by the time you're moving. You can't remember everything. But when it's being pointed out to you on site, uh, once you've received a breakdown, you're then aware of what's coming your way.
from a UK perspective, often tenants don't attend the exit or the checkout report. The, often there's no requirement for them to do that because it's not until the report goes off to the agent or to the landlord will they understand exactly where potential deductions may be and then that's when the conversation starts so from an inventory professional point of view often they're not getting involved in that so they literally will do the report hand the report over and then the conversation will continue from there it's very rare for us as professionals to actually get involved. So do you or do professionals over in South Africa have more involvement in that whole tenancy process? Yes, they do. And I can understand why, why you would do it from that point of view. Where time is concerned, doing those inspections in an empty unit without having to go through it with the tenants, once you've done the inspection, you could do a lot more inspections in a day than what we're currently doing. Because we're doing the inspection and then going through it with the tenants and then moving on to our next inspection and having to rely on the tenants uh, being at the inspection on time, you know, often they're busy moving, they're running late. So from, from our points of view, uh, there's a lot more work involved in doing inspections because you're relying on a third party to be there. Um, from your point of view, I can understand why you do it that way, because like I say, where time is concerned, it saves. But um, with us, it's a requirement. It's a requirement for them to be there. It's a safety. They, they need to be able to have a say while they're on site. So in so is it requirement within the act that um, the tenant needs to be there? And what okay, happens so, if they're not? What, what is, is there a penalty for not being there? So, so from our point of view, if a tenant's not um, present at an, an inspection, they would then require to, to give us formal notice, whether it be in writing, via email, or some form of notice stating that they chose not to be at the inspection and the reason for that is once the inspection if there was a dispute and it went to the housing tribunal they would want to know why the tenant was not present during the inspection so it is a requirement it was a requirement once the dispute came up why they were not present at the inspection it's required for them to be there to sign it off on site so does that mean then you've got to show a whole kind of audit trail in regards to inviting the tenant um, to the uh, checkout um, and also then recording if they don't attend and why they don't attend and any attempts to effectively get them to be there. So all of that has to be part of your evidence bundle, as it were, for the tribunal, should it go to dispute. Oh, quite, quite correct. So what we would do on behalf of our clients when, when I still ran my company is we would start with an introduction email. It would explain the steps of the inspection itself. It would also explain how long it could take us plus minus to do the inspection, a requirement of making sure that there's a certain amount of electricity available on the prepaid meter so we don't rock up to a unit that's um, in darkness, and then also advise them that they need to be present for the inspection. So we'd start with the email. Some tenants would reply back Back with an email advising us of a date and a time that would suit them great inspection booked it's it's done um, others not so lucky we would then go follow up with calls and we'd even go as far as whatsapp messages we, we found that whatsapp is as it's not as professional but it, it kept the order trail going and it allowed us another form of communication that a lot of tenants would respond to i suppose then, that's one of the benefits now of um, the software and certainly within property inspector you have the uh, management side of it in regards to uh, messaging so you can actually showcase that and also give tenants the ability to book an appointment to be able to 
um, decline that appointment and to rebook it. So again, you're adding different layers in to that evidence uh, portfolio should that then come to dispute at the tribunal. So with all that in mind, do you actually typically get issues resolved before it gets to the tribunal or do they always end up in tribunal regardless? No. So I, 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 you do get to, to handle your issues and especially if you've got the evidence that you need. So should a tenant turn around and say, I feel that I am not responsible for the cupboard door that is broken, they could then refer back to the inspection and the photos that were taken. They were at the, the unit when the inspection was done most of the time and it would then get resolved. So a lot of disputes are resolved or automatically through the inspection and the fact that they were there. And that's why it's a requirement for the tenant to be there because it automatically, it, it, it keeps the agencies away from the tribunal because you're yeah, really in the communication there. A lot of the disputes that end up going to the tribunal, 90% of the time is lack of communication. If the tenant wasn't part of the inspection or if the ingoing and the exit cannot be compared decently, then, then those are the, the type of typical that would land up at, at the tribunal. So do you find then, because you've got obviously these regulations in place, there's so much attempts or so many attempts made to get the tenant to be present at the checkout, um, that um, they actually, the two parties work well together in regards to the landlord-tenant relationship. Is Would you say that's a good relationship or uh, how do you measure it against, say, the kind of relationships we have here in the UK? So a typical relationship structure in South Africa uh, would be, especially if a landlord is using an agency, it's typical that the landlord would not be part of the tenant's communication. They would, they would have access to it. And what I mean by that is most landlords do not join on the inspection itself. They would be advised when the inspection was taking place, should they choose to join, they're welcome to be there. But a lot of landlords pay agencies to handle that communication for them. So they're not dealing directly with tenants. And um, that's why property inspects, inspection itself and the communication, as you, as you mentioned, we've, we've got a block section at the bottom of property inspects. So while you're busy booking the inspection, you, you're able to put in the comment section, copying the emails that you send through as well. That communication then gets sent through to the agency and the agency would then share that with the landlord. So the landlord typically does not deal directly with the tenant. That's, that's not a common um, section in, in South Africa. Okay, no, that's interesting to know. Um, sometimes here in the UK, we, we do have that exact similar kind of um, um, setup, as it were. But we find we've got a lot of landlords who prefer to manage or self-manage. So therefore, there's a much more opportunities to have a landlord stroke tenant relationship, or if it's a multi-family HMO type environment, then again, they would be more hands-on. But what I do find certainly with the UK market is that tenants don't tend to attend the checkout. Um, landlords don't attend the inventory or the check-in and um, tenants will only actually attend the check-in when they're physically moving in on that day. So a lot of the processes are without any other outside influence, which I think is good in a way because of the fact that we can remain impartial. It means we're concentrating on the property, the information, the, the risks that we're seeing, we're able to manage that rather than having the complication of other people's views and inputs and how they see things. Because often, you know, you'll be talking about a property and what you say and what, how the landlord sees or the tenant sees it 
is completely different, which then can make that whole process, as you said, more lengthy. It can then um, spill over into other reports, especially if you're booking, you know, several a day from a professional point of view, um, you know, trying to run a business. So in a way, not having there is actually works well and better for us in the UK. And there's, there's no stipulation. Certainly, we don't have a practitioners act like you do to say this is what how it has to happen. Everything is more of a this is like the standard that the industry is used to. And this is kind of what we do as opposed to anything mandated, though there's a likelihood that that might change, but we'll have to wait to see if certain laws come into the UK. But at the moment, it's not looking particularly likely, not certainly, I don't think, this year. So moving on then. So we're talking about property inspect, we're talking about communication. So obviously that then did, uh, talks about technology. Um, so how are you actually finding the adoption of technology? Is it having the impact that um, it was predicted from last year when the act came in, you've got the technology, you've got the different options in regards to apps and obviously property inspect is very much um, a focus and a core provider within the South African uh, rental market. Thanks for joining us this week on the Inventory Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training and on-demand property reports. And large corporations that are still doing their inspections via pen and paper. And once we got to speak to them and, and, and have a conversation, one, most of them didn't know that something like us exists, property inspect, uh, which I found very interesting. And, you know, even if those that did know about property inspect or, or other softwares that, that can handle this, they are scared of the change. And I landed up speaking to, to a couple of people where I said to them, look, I understand. I personally understand where you're coming from. When I ran my own business, it took me a long time to go from paper to pen, which you're comfortable with, to, to, uh, to the, the software. But I was able to comfortably explain to them that, yes, in the beginning, it's a change of any change is something to get used to. But once you've got, over, got past that, the amount of time that you save, is incredible. So those that aren't currently using it, once I had a chat with them, they were very excited to try. And that that was exciting. It's, it's not like a couple of years ago where you'd explain it and someone turned around and go, no, not for me. I'm comfortable. I, I'm not interested in change. People are willing to change. They just need that guidance and, and someone to just show them that it's, it's not as hard as, as what we expect. Yes. And I think certainly from your point of view and my point of view, we're both practitioners for want of a better phrase, you know, use the common terminology. So we know on the ground what it's like to do the reports, to be in the property, to be looking for the issues, to determining the risks, to understanding the outputs in regards to the conditions and any actions, et cetera, from there. So having you there aim property spec to be able to offer that insight must be invaluable to your clients, to your customers. Oh, I agree with you 100%. The, I think the exciting part from, from my perspective and then the clients that I'm dealing with as well is the amount of time I spent on templates before I even joined Property Inspect. Um, I got to learn the in-depth and, and 
the, the information that you put in, what kind of information is going to come back to you on the reports. So when I'm speaking to a client and I'm looking at their hard copy, I'm already, I can already envision how we can change that to a soft copy, that the, the change is not as, as hard for them. Um, and that's the exciting part is knowing what's capable, explaining it to them and then physically showing them. It's, it's invaluable. I think with technology, what it does, it takes all the heavy lifting, doesn't it? It, it? it takes that away so you can concentrate, you know, same as we do over here as a property professional point of view on the relationships, you know, talking to the agents, getting more people on board in order to use your services, use the software. But it, it then means then you're not having to muck about, like you said, with that pen and paper and trawling for all that admin. It just takes all that away and it's working nicely in the background so that you then can just get on with the actual job of what it is that you're there for, which is to inspect the property, check for safety, help that client um, relationship, be it that between landlord and tenant or tenant and agent, depending on how that works. And just effectively creating a much better and safer rental sector because I can imagine that there are significant differences between how the UK property sector works and the South African especially because I know you do have a lot of problems in regards to things like um, lighting electricity um, and the amenity side of things. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. The, the exciting part of moving over to the softwares when you're on site and you're doing the inspection, by the time you're done and you get back to the office, in the good old days, when you took photos of your phone, you had to then go and upload them. The time, the time that you're saving is invaluable. You can move on from one to the other and it, it's, it's simplified. But not only that, it doesn't matter where you are, at any point in time, you can reach your records. And from an owner's perspective, whether it was when I was running my own business or for an agency, if they pick up a query, they don't need to be where the files are saved. They don't need to be where the hard copies are. They can simply open their phone. They can go straight into it. If they need to have a desktop view, they can open up their laptops. They can go and have a look at the report. They can have a look at the photos. But even on site, if a query comes up, you can open the inspection. You can open the inspection that was done three, four, five years ago. And that was the beauty of, of when I was running my own business and also for, like I say, any agency, any person that's using the software, having that information on hand at any time, that it, it's a time saver. Yeah, and, and that is so important when you're running your own business, regardless of whether you're here in the UK, whether you're in South Africa. It's like you said earlier on, it's about how many jobs you can do. And obviously, if you can make that process so much more efficient then you can effectively take on more jobs you, you can create more income your your revenue stream is, is much bigger you're able to maybe work with other uh, providers depending on you know how you structured your business and all of that is because you've got all your kind of processes your terminology uh, your methodology all sorted so that it's very clear everybody knows what's happening when how and the job just gets done. Um, that isn't a dumbing down because I, I had a, a conversation with someone a little while ago. So, oh, you know, by using um, technology, you're just dumbing down. Actually, you're not. What you're doing is making it efficient. You're making sure that the core detail 
is captured all times, every time, and uh, methodically, so that doesn't matter which agent it is, doesn't matter which tenant it is, what property is, the, uh, the quality of the process is exactly the same, and that's where you build in consistency. And technology helps you do that. Um, pen and paper just can't, because it, you know certainly some of the reports or the old reports I've seen, it's almost like reading a doctor's um, signature. You just can't, you haven't got no idea what it says. <laughs> you know. I started off there and a lot of my inspectors had that, that, that doctor's handwriting. I, I hired an admin lady. I said, can you do this? She said, yes, I can. And as soon as we moved over from that, um, because like I say, not only is it a doctor's handwriting, but when you're doing a, what, seven to 14 inspections in a day, you start shortening your sentences you start taking shortcuts you start using abbreviations and when you look again not only is your your your, your report unprofessional but it's not legible and it won't yeah. hold up the tribunal so and this is where where it also saves time it's not only what you're doing today what you're doing right now but how it's going to help you to resolve your deposit firstly and then secondly if it does land up in the tribunal you have all your ducks in a row everything is the same so and it's future proofing yeah. it isn't it it's future proofing because like you said if you're not able you you won't you won't remember every single property although i think in the main most professionals actually do you you'll go past one done that one done that one done that yeah. one um oh, yeah. but obviously if you go into a tribunal or if you're being put on the spot and being asked specific questions about specific items in a specific property it's much more difficult to understand it whereas if it's written down it's like i said it's comprehensive it's legible you can see you've got the pictures you've got your uh, objective evidence to be able to put in front of the, the tribunal then it's much easier to resolve that issue hopefully first time and again reducing the cost reducing the anxiety because again a lot of people seem to think well this is just a admin process but the ramifications can be quite big you know someone could lose their deposits a landlord could maybe not access the deposit it's exactly the same here in the UK and if you've got all that information as you said got your ducks in a row then likelihood is that that won't happen a fair outcome hopefully will then be able to be um, reached and then going forward everybody's a little bit more aware there's always learning to be had I find no matter how many times you do a report how many times you run a business or work with something there's always a bit of learning to be had I agree with you and and just elaborating on that for a second we must always remember that the software and the program is only as good as the information that we put into it and I try and remind my clients um, the activity log that you have in property inspect is only as good as what you've put in there so when I when a tribunal approaches you to to um, go and see them you're you're aware of which property you're working on but if you were to log your activity log your communication before the inspection even starts because yes I agree with you we all know which properties we've inspected we all know which property we've worked on but can you remember exactly every conversation you had with every tenant with every excuse on why an inspection couldn't be done or why an appointment changed no and that that is coming from experience so the activity log logging all the details in there then doing the inspection doing it as thoroughly as what you possibly can and then having all of that information go with you to a tribunal well then you've got your ducks in a row then you can help yourself Exactly that. And at the end of the day, you're helping your client, aren't you? You're making sure that they're protected. And the client, again, we always look at clients as being the agent or landlord, but that is equally the tenant as well. They, they, they are all clients, they're all stakeholders 
in this process. So it's about looking after all of them rather than maybe you know, specifically focusing on one element or one person or one agency um, because you know that are involved in the actual rental process. I think if you can hit the markers for each of those stakeholders, then everybody is fairly managed. The, the conversation is fairly um, itemized. And like you said, then you've got that should you need to it going forward for any tribunal or for um, any dispute, which hopefully, like I said, nine times out of 10, certainly from a percentage point of view, I think less than 1% of all tenancies in the UK go to dispute. Uh, do you, I don't know if you've got a statistic on yours. I don't have a, a fair statistic, but I can I can share it with you. Not every not every dispute goes to the tribunal, um, and and the disputes that I heard that did go through to the tribunal when I was running my own business, usually, like I said, it was communication. It was very very few, but I'd like to say that before we came on board, before we were doing it, they had a lot more disputes because the communication wasn't running fluidly. They were doing their inspections on paper and pen without even a template. So there was really nothing to work with there. So like I've mentioned, it's not that they go, but prepare every inspection as if it was going to go for a dispute. And then you're gonna, you're gonna equal it out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what I say when I train anybody. My view is you aim every single report at the adjudicator. You give them all the information they need to be able to do their job fairly, firmly and comprehensively and then any adjudication result will be exactly that it will be fair whereas if you aim it at a landlord then you tend to be have a little bit of bias same as an agent same with a, a, a tenant so I often say um, especially depending on the makeup of the training course will be yeah I don't really care about all the everybody else the only person I care about is the adjudicator so if I can get them right everybody else is protected so totally agree with you so it's nice to see that we're kind of working along the same kind of lines where you know we're from a UK perspective South African perspective we are aiming in the same kind of direction we have the same kind of ideals and working processes and professionalism as well so bringing this to a close is there anything specific you think that the UK market can learn from South Africa in regards to you know the Property Practitioners Act or just generally what you do that maybe that we could do a little bit better to be fair, I, I'd like to be able to spend some more time with you to hear, gain more knowledge from your perspective. Um, this alone, I've, I've learned some things where I thought, oh, I, I didn't know you ran it like that or you did it like that. Um, I think we actually can learn from each other. And I think the best thing to do is maybe spend a little bit more time, do a few more podcasts here, dive in deeper into what we do and what we take for granted or we assume that's how it works worldwide. Let's not assume. Let's dive into those and, and learn from each other. That's what I'd like to take away from, from the podcast today. Lovely. I mean, certainly from my point of view, um, I think having a property a property. Say again, I think from having a Property Practitioners Act really does help cement both our role as professionals, but also the process. And um, because at the moment, it's very much a nice to have. Most people have inventory reports, but it, there's nothing cementing it within the lettings process at the moment. Um, it's just almost like a given that you'll have it. But to have it cemented, to have that then ability to refer back to it and say to a tenant, to a landlord, you are held accountable to this act that I can see the benefits of whether the UK will ever bring that in. I do not know, but I think it's a good um, barometer to see how it's working in South Africa to see how then we could potentially use it here in the UK. So I, I think that that's something that we could definitely take forward. And as I said, it would be great to kind of dive much, much deeper 
into what we do, the nuts and bolts is, uh, of our actual processes to really understand exactly where we can um, gain some learning. But again, I've learned a load today as well. So thank you so much, Angelique. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I hope we get to talk again soon. Oh, we definitely will. This, is, this has been absolutely a pleasure. It's been lovely talking to you. Lovely. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for everybody joining us um, today on the Inventory Professional Podcast. We look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Inventory Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports.